0: Hey, this is Tony Soprano, and you're listening to Jersey Boys Podcast with your hosts, Dave Sturcio and the Ernst Boys. I mean, I could give a shit about the Cowboys. We're in New Jersey. These guys got balls being Cowboys fans in Jersey. Anyways, enjoy. Well,
1: whatever. How about this, Cowboys? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Jersey Boys podcast right here, exclusively streaming on the Premier Streaming Network. It is Dave Sturch. It is Keith Ernst, America's fan. Brett continues to be on assignment. He's on a sabbatical at this point. I heard, and this might just be a rumor, Keith, maybe you could shut it down. I heard he wants to go on a four-day dark adventure where he just doesn't talk to anybody and he like sniffs ayahuasca or whatever the hell, however you consume and, that product.
0: <laughs> right? And, and then he decides if he still wants to do the show or not.
1: Right. Right. So he doesn't know yet. He's contemplating. And okay. the only way to figure that out is to do, you know, do the whole uh, darkness yeah. tour. Unbelievable. <laughs> I, 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 I'm I'm Aaron Rodgers. Let, I'm I, I'm, let me ask you something. Cause this is, this is a topic of conversation uh, through me and Chris, which you know is a big Packers guy here at chop sports. Um, would you right now swap Rogers for Dak right now? Yeah. Yeah, you would. Sure. Uh, that's depressing.
0: <laughs> I would. I would because Aaron Rodgers has like one or two years left and then we'll, we can move on. Yeah, I guess.
1: I don't know. I just, uh, after uh, this, just after saying. this, after this little thing that he just pulled off the whole like. I need to be in a dark room for four days. I was just like, this Weirdo, guy bro. is going to spin off the planet. <laughs> he is so wacky, bro. The guy is such a whack. I can't, can't deal look, with it anymore.
0: Hey, Ricky Williams came back and did okay when he did that.
1: Did and, he? The, and the league let him go. <laughs> like, look, like, you got to yeah, go, man. Sorry, I, I don't either. Anyway, but, well, uh, a couple things to get into today as far as the Dallas Cowboys are concerned. I do want to bring up one thing. Uh, you have broken – Brett Ernst's golden rule to never wear another man's name on the back of a jersey, but it's actually your jersey. Is that a 51 custom-made Keith it Ernst is. jersey?
0: It is. So, Can uh, I get the story I, behind this? <laughs> well, I, I wore Ken Norton's number in high school before he betrayed us and went to the 49ers. Um, otherwise, I don't know what I would have. Maybe Robert Jones of 55, I guess. Well, but then you know, it's so to funny, not
1: to, not to cut you off, but yeah, when I was eight years old, Okay. I was given the opportunity to choose my own number for the first time. Usually, they just give you the number. Blah blah blah. Right. I was the center that year. I was a pudgy little little starch. Right. So they're like, "You're going to play offensive line," and I'm uh, like, "I'm like, but you I'm have a, no talent, by the way." But I'm a fair. but I'm a quarterback. What are you talking about? Right. Exactly. <laughs> so they want me to play offensive line, and yeah. I, uh, I in when the coach, I never. His name is Mustafa Ali. Straight. Shout out to Mister Ali, my first tackle football coach. And he said, you're playing the offensive line, so choose one of the 50s. And I saw 51, and I'm like, this is great. This is great. Like, I'm going to be fucking Ken Norton. I was like, this is my favorite number on the Cowboys right now. And I remember remember specifically, and I'm sure you can channel these memories too as a kid, certain things still trigger you where you know exactly where you were, exactly what you said, exactly how you felt. I remember going home. My mother took me to get my jersey. And I went home and I remember walking through the front door to my father, and I said, and I held the jersey and I said, 51, Ken Norton, baby, right? Just like that. Uh-huh. And, and then my parents started fighting. And like there was nothing. <laughs> I remember what? there was no, there was, there was no, there was no like, hey, good job, kid, for picking number 51. They just started butting heads and started yelling what? at each other. I don't know, they got divorced. Oh, I I thought maybe I thought maybe
0: yeah, you know that, that one didn't like Ken Norton, no one did.
1: Can you imagine? Like you couldn't have picked Robert Jones, he was available too. What the hell's wrong with you? Uh yeah, so that's my story. Where is your story but uh so well, you wanted to Coach the-
0: Mustafa? What was his name? Coach who? Mustafa Mustafa,
1: Mustafa Ali.
0: Yep. Okay. Did yeah. he put you in the circle of life or no? <laughs>
1: <laughs> nah, you can not <laughs> Um,
0: uh, so okay, here's the story sure. See, you, you don't understand the rule then The jersey I mean,
1: I, The jersey rule, you're not supposed to wear Another man's name yeah, on your back that's bag. not another man's, that's my name That's true Brett's Fair. the one that got that for me Wow Yeah, so it's
0: my name So that he that's the only jersey he owned is one I, His last name on it
1: My dad bought me a Sturchio jersey Cowboys jersey, number one As if like, I feel like No way, that's, that's Brett's number that's what he has. Really? Number one. Really? It one with Ernst? Ernst number
0: one on the back. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I got a Sturgio number one jersey. I'm pretty sure I still have it somewhere. I wouldn't have thrown it out. I mean, it's, Look. it's old. I mean, like it's, it's very next old. Next
0: time, dude, next time we meet up, we'll exchange jerseys like the, uh, like the players do.
1: <laughs> That's perfect, bro. Just like, yo, and sign it like, yo, dear Keith, keep being great. Love Sturge. Yeah. <laughs> so, so those people that that are listening, um,
0: in my in my office here i have a, uh <laughs> i have my number 51 ernst jersey behind me it's a dallas cowboy a custom made one and a dallas cowboy hat right next to it that's what he's referring to and also uh brett is on our sh- on our show is always talking about how oh he's so tough that he doesn't wear another man's uh name on his on, on his back uh-huh. he just likes their jizz on his back
1: <laughs> we can say that now right <laughs>
0: Yes, weekend.
1: Oh my God oh my God <laughs> So in any event um, so that's the Jersey story for the Jersey Boys podcast right here on the premier streaming network a family program um, <laughs> uh, So anyway a lot of a lot of news obviously happening. it's Super Bowl week um, you know the Chiefs and the Eagles are are due to to do some battle over there on Sunday which uh, again it's Super Bowl Sunday. I'm excited. There's no way to not be excited for Super Bowl. Regardless, I know our team hasn't sniffed this thing since 95. But as far as on the cowboy front, there is some news. And you know, obviously over the course of the last week, um Brian Schottenheimer was hired within, um, hired from within. He was on the staff already as a consultant. There was no outside help. Um, there was no outside hire by Mike McCarthy. Keith, do you think this is just, like, a placeholder? Because I, I've been going back and forth with a lot of people on Twitter. And I said to everybody, I said, why don't y'all just pump the brakes? Because, I mean, they're shitting all over this move because of the fact that he had some abysmal offenses within the NFL. Every every stop that he had, it's he had, bad. like, just it's been bad. It's been, you know, bottom ranks of, the, of oh, the offense and this, that, and the third. But I'm thinking, like, there's no way that this is even – like this is a placeholder they're like if this is mike mccarthy's team and he's Pretty calling much. the plays that's like, what like, i think yeah and what's the role that this guy's gonna play yeah
0: that that's probably what it is i meant, you know it, it's it's funny too because now all this does create and it doesn't matter who it is really let's right. say we got sean payton all right and he just he wasn't the head coach he was the offensive coordinator and this year we go through the season at the end when I, I got, I hate being Mr. Quaid from major league people, but uh, <laughs> here it goes. Dak has an awful performance again. Uh-huh. And what are they, what are, what are people going to say? Oh, Sean Payton's past his prime, you know, or, oh, you know, if we got to get somebody out, they're going to blame somebody else. So no matter what, with Schottenheimer, he's just a built-in excuse now to me, he's a mm. built-in excuse for at the end of the year, at the end of the season, when well, we don't, when we, when we don't make it to another Super Bowl he's going to be the reason why, not our quarterback. No, that's but I want to look at this uh, right now. I might change my mind. I don't think – I'm still bitter, people. I'm still bitter. I, yeah,
1: but. but I don't think – I don't I don't know, man. I don't know if, if Schottenheimer is going to play enough of a role to even be considered as a reason for anything. Because if he's not calling the plays, right. like, what exactly is he doing? Is he drawing up the play? This is Mike McCarthy's offense. And what that leads me to think I got you. is yeah. that Mike McCarthy – is all in now like he wasn't like yo i'm gonna go get the next big thing i'm gonna go call kingsbury i know he's on an island somewhere in taiwan you're right i'm gonna go call these guys and uh i'm gonna i'm gonna you know beef up my coaching set he didn't do that he was like the hell with this shit i'm calling the plays this is my offense now right what the hell's the point of schottenheimer even being named the offensive coordinator at this point no it's i get that's true
0: too i mean, i think you know, a lot of times when um, a head coach gets fired – so and, and what you're trying to say is it doesn't matter who the offensive coordinator is right now. No. If Mike McCarthy takes a shit and, uh, <laughs> or if we don't do well or whatever it is, um, he's gone and a lot of these other coaches are going to be gone. And there's going to be a whole new regime that comes in. I don't I, know who – Pete, maybe Quinn.
1: I was just going to say I think yeah. that there is a, a, a lying in wait coach if things go really really south you know what i'm saying like if for whatever reason the dallas cowboys just shit the bed next year and they just don't win a lot of games and mike mccarthy's let go i think it's dan quinn's team 110 mm. like i don't even think like there's no more sean payton to even talk about the guy signing a, a million year contract with the denver broncos so like who's the next big head coach are you gonna go talk to kingsbury are you gonna go talk to somebody in college oh jim harbaugh he's the guy you know what i mean like yeah, He's just it just doesn't seem like there's another commodity out there, and I don't know if you know this, but Jerry Jones has went on record, and Mike McCarthy's kind of backed it up that you know he wants he wants McCarthy to be the the longest tenured coach since Tom Landry. He I'm wants that. McCarthy here a, a long time. So am I on that awful. too? How would they even you
0: put those name put those two names in the same sentence? Is just bizarre to me. It's blasphemy.
1: It really Please, is. But it next really is.
0: Landry. Get the hell out of here. I <laughs> will say, though, uh,
1: uh, uh, what about um, uh, enemy See, enemy here's the thing with enemy This is my thoughts on him. I truly think he is a product of Andy Reid's success, and there's a reason why this dude has not been hired as a head coach over the course of the last, like, five years. The guy's been interviewing every offseason for the past how many years? Like, why isn't this guy landing a job if he's so good? Mm. I truly believe that he's just like, you know, Andy Reid is 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 the charge of that Chiefs offense. Bienemy has drawn up some great concepts, but look at what Bienemy's gotten to work with over the last couple of years. Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback in football, and yeah. he's like Houdini. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not even like just like, oh, he, he could throw a nice ball. Like, no, like Mahomes is like the no no world. Sure old, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I look at Bienemy as like if he came into a situation where let's just pretend he was hired by I don't know, the Colts still need a coach, right? They're still actually supposed to name a coach within the next couple of days. Yeah. And for whatever reason, they're still considering Jeff Saturday, which I don't understand that shit at all. But right, um, not that he, not that he's a bad guy. It's just that, you know, clearly his inexperience showed its ugly head a lot. You know what I mean? So it's just like, yeah. I, I don't I don't know about all that. But what the enemy, like, could he be inserted into an Indianapolis Colts, a Texans, uh, you know, somewhere else that, that just fired their coach? as like the savior, you know what I'm saying? At least yeah, at least like for um for the for the Texans, they hired D'Amico Ryans and that dude absolutely balled out had the best defense in football. And there was no there was nobody to be like, well, it could be his assistant uh secondary coach that helps yeah. him out. He was the guy, right? So like that's to me that's well, like
0: well end all it, be all. Say like say like uh McCarthy does we you know he fails he gets fired. Now, for, if we lose a lot of games, that means our defense isn't going to do well. So let's just say we we do well, our defense plays well. Say we go, say we have the same season we had this year, but we lose the first round. Same shit. Okay. All right. mm-hmm. uh, McCarthy's gone. They they put Quinn at head coach. I'm talking about because if Quinn's head coach, you know the all we've had offensive coordinators as our uh, head coach ever since Jason ever since Jason Garrett, right? So Jason Garrett, Mike McCarthy—that's really it. But um,
1: you're talking about offensive coaches, yeah, yeah. I mean, right before that was Wade. Yeah, so that's
0: our only defense. And Bill Parcells, Uh, Bill Parcells, and Wade were defensive coaches, and Campos—they were all defensive coaches. Um, But I'm saying, if we have a defensive coordinator like Quinn as our head coach, then we can actually have the offense, the offensive uh, uh, department, be separated from the head coach get what I'm saying like they're kind of their own thing now yeah so maybe starting from scratch like that might be good true
1: and and I did I did read or hear something on the way into work today about how the NFL has switched over to a offensive minded thing I mean D'Amico Ryans is almost like the minority no pun but like he's the minority coach you know what I mean like he's just a he's the obsolete guy he's not offensive guy um, You look at a guy like Robert Sala, he was hired. Look how good that's turned out so far. Not working out. You know what I yeah. mean? So, and look what happened to Brian Flores, even though I don't think he was fired for justifiable reasons. They fired him. He, he just didn't work out. So, like, a lot of these defensive-minded coaches don't work out. Now, you can't say that about, obviously, Bill Belichick. is the best to ever do it, and he's a defensive coach. But, yeah. like, I think that this 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 new NFL – is so air raid and so offensive driven and passing league and all this other shit. I think for sure going forward, if you're an offensive coach, whether it be line coordinator, receivers, quarterbacks, coach, tight ends, whatever, you have a you have the upper hand as far as getting a coaching job in the NFL head coaching job.
0: Yeah, so that that's what. So besides Belichick, who's the last defensive head coach to win a Super Bowl? Is Pete Carroll defense? Um, I don't know. Because he's been a fucking head coach forever.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he, I, even because he was at USC. He went to the yeah. Jets, the Patriots for about a cup of coffee.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Well, John
1: Fox. Well, he, John Fox. John Fox was defense, but he lost.
0: Right. Well, we, we, but he won one with or he didn't win with Denver.
1: No, he, he, he lost one as the Panthers head coach. I'm pretty sure.
0: Oh, OK. Who was the head coach when Denver won?
1: I don't know. I'm i don't i'm I'm, on, I'm i'm our hey, total, total hey, lack of that sh- boy uh you yeah. know what he's not here he left so or whatever we'll Google it later. <laughs> hold on I, I got i'm gonna pull this shit up right here there we uh go. let's see <sighs> all right so obviously all right so last year the rams won it mcveigh offense right the yeah. year before that tampa bay is bruce arians tampa bay offense. bruce arians is defense no no he's offense that's, uh, that's right there, like, he was offense you're, you're refer, right you're right you're right you're right bruce arians then you got Kansas City winning and beating San Francisco. That's offense with Andy Reid. Yeah. Uh, the year before that, New England, Belichick. So that's defense. So that was 2019. Right. Before that, Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl where he got the stupid thing made for him outside the front of the link. Yep. So he's offensive. Then it was Belichick again. Then the there's the 24-10 game with Carolina. Trying to think of who the I don't know where they were, if they were read the the head coach here. I'm looking at the stats. I just see um, team stats. I don't know, but it's it's Cam Newton played that. Yeah, yeah, against um, Denver. That's what I mean. Yeah, who no, I remember. That. Who's the so Denver with, coach? What year was that? Super Bowl Fifty. So who was coach for Broncos? In... Somebody's screaming at the radio right now. I know, who right? <laughs> fuck it, <laughs> it. It's fucking, okay, no. oh, it's a
0: fucking oh, show. Fuck? I don't even know. How oh, do you are you a ready? Show? you don't know the Super Bowl. <laughs>
1: oh, you like want to hear fans? Ready for this? Yeah. This one's going to blow your mind, and you would never think it in a million years. Got Probably Again, everybody who's listening to this on the podcast are like, I can't believe it. Gary Kubiak oh, won offense. that Super Bowl. <laughs> offense, right? He's
0: offense. That's crazy. So,
1: so, Gary Kubiak wins that one. All right, go back yeah. another one. New England again. Jesus Christ. How many fucking did they ever lose? S- um, we're going all the way back to 2014 now, where the De- uh, Seattle Seahawks beat the shit out of Denver, yeah. and that was Pete Carroll. Yep. So, uh, so basically uh, 2013, well, no, no, no. 2013, the Baltimore Ravens, Jim Harbaugh, wasn't he? I don't know what the hell he was. Yeah. Well, either. in any event, we're, we're back a decade. We went back a decade already. Pretty
0: much. And only Belichick's the defensive coach. That's one.
1: Yeah. So yeah. that's why I think it leads to believe that this might be a, uh, you know, no, I hear a, that's a good point. It's a, it's, a, it's definitely a, a trend to, worth noting. Um, now rumors have surfaced uh, over the last couple of days That the Dallas Cowboys will one thousand percent be using their franchise tag on Tony Pollard, Um, and what that does is it raises the questions about Zeke. Other reports have come out saying that Zeke is going to take a quote massive pay cut. Now, Keith, define massive. Like what? He's about to make sixteen million dollars. Are you gonna? You can't even pay him half that.
0: What did I say? I think what what he would take. What I think is what another team is going to give him. So if he's released, he's not getting anything from us. So I think he's looking at it as the what 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 the market says he's worth and I've already said 3-4 million.
1: 3-4. That's all that's he's so going to get. He
0: long. he's not getting more than three. They even might give him a little more than he would get on another team. I bet mm-hmm. you they give him like an extra million more than he would get on another team. So I'm guessing maybe 4 million. That's what wow. that's what I'm guessing. God.
1: He gets a fourth of his
0: deal there's either that or nothing, or you go somewhere else. Has he really fallen off that much? Where that's yes, like that's yes. the thing. He is not worth. God, yeah,
1: that's so depressing.
0: <laughs> like, I mean, oh. dude, it's still a lot. I mean, look, we we didn't even we didn't. This was back in what 2015 when you know Demarco Murray. We wouldn't give him four or five million at that time. It's kind of the same thing now.
1: I, no? I want to. I Demarco bring, Murray was performing. Yeah, that's true. I want to I think bring 4 up something. Good.
0: I think four million is good for Zeke. I think that's perfect. I think that's perfect. I wouldn't go I, higher than that. No.
1: So okay. that would mean fourteen, at least fourteen to fifteen million dollars would still be allocated to our running back room if you tag Tony Pollard. Mm-hmm. So again, you go from what potentially could have been twenty-six million <laughs> allocated to the uh, to the running back position to just fourteen. You're cutting that significantly, and you're opening up a lot of room for everything else you need. I wanted to bring this up because we're talking about Zeke. I don't know if you saw in Chop Sports, it was only two hours ago, so you may have grabbed at me, maybe not. Did you see the comparison with Zeke by any chance? I did. Okay,
0: with, you did. Uh, with uh, I, I borrow, I hate that stuff though. I know, I know, I saw your comment like you're waiting for it. I can't, st- people do that with uh, Tony Romo and Derek Carr, and they're two separate quarterbacks. I've seen a stat where like everything, my buddy, uh, uh, Who's a huge Raider fan always brings that out to me. He's like Derek Carr, Tony Romo, same stats, but it's not the same player. It's not. And I'm not saying. Hold on, let me take this back. Sorry. Zeke, his first couple years, yes, he was probably just as good as Terrell Davis was his first couple years. Mm -hmm. But how many years did Terrell Davis play?
1: He played well. They played the same amount of years, but um, he he played like 25 less games or something like that. He got banged up towards the the knee injuries and shit. There you go. So I
0: meant, you know, they weren't giving him these huge extensions at the same point of his career where he's at with Zeke. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And look, you know what? Maybe Zeke, I I think at one, I don't know, man. Terrell Davis was, was unreal when he was on top, man. And so was Zeke. But I would have to say out of respect to him being a Super Bowl winner and all that kind of stuff. And Terrell Davis was a better running back than Zeke, but not by much in their
1: prime. Not by much. So so I can see why those stats are It's just so crazy that you said in his prime. Yeah. Like Zeke's prime was like his first two, three years. I know, right? No, I know. Like that's not somebody's prime if you think about it. You look
0: at it. I know. You look at it with running backs now though, you know, they get so beat up and I don't know. You know, it's a, it's a good question. Yeah. That, that, but what, when Zeke was at his best and when Terrell Davis was at his best is the best you can put it. You know what I
1: mean? Yeah. Yeah. I I listen. I think it was. It was a fun stat I was looking at it I was like oh yeah I did. yeah yeah you know, I, I was super excited uh when I saw it but then I knew I knew people were going to combat it and say like oh but look at this and look at the yards per carry blah, 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 blah. here we go yeah uh, they,
0: they, so. I hate I hate one there because it's all, also different scenarios and you know right. you look at Terrell Davis he had John Elway and Rod Smith I meant they had to prepare for that do you know what I'm saying I mean yeah. you know a, you yeah. know a Hall of Fame Super Bowl quarterback. Opposed to Zeke, where there was a time when everyone knew Zeke was getting the friggin' ball. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. And he still was running, running over
1: people. Right. So it's um, you know it's it's different. Anyway, it's going to be a long off season. We'll just say that it starts on Monday, so we'll see what everything, how that develops. Now, your thoughts on the Super Bowl as we segue into the final game of the season? Yeah. Actually, I do want to ask you this: What's your opinion on what we saw this past week with the Pro Bowl stuff? Do you like uh, it, dude? I loved it, man. I know you like it, and I like it personally because we both played competitive flag football. Yeah. <laughs> right, so it's like, that's just cool because it feels like we could do what they did, but they do it at like a, a completely different level, and, and, you know, obviously. They're, they're getting
0: into it a little bit. I like that. They look like they're getting into it more like the dodgeball thing was great.
1: What's up, guys? It's Sturch from Chop Sports, and today I'm here to finally deliver some new happenings with our friends over at Absolute Eyewear. You already know the deal. They're stocked. They have the biggest brands, including Ray-Ban, Polo, and now introducing its newest player to their star-studded lineup, Oakley. They work with all your major insurance companies, including BCBS, AARP, and so much more. If you check out Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, next to the train station, you'll receive $100 off any prescription frames and lenses. That's $100. Check them out right now by either calling 732-326-3937 or visit their website, absolute-eyewear.com. Tell them Chop Sports Sturge sent you. Celebrating over 90 years of five-star high-quality customer service, Richard Lucas Chevrolet and Subaru right there in Avenel, New Jersey, is my go-to spot for all of my new and used vehicles. I myself decided to upgrade, and I went from a Chevy Equinox all the way up to a Chevy Blazer Rally Sport. It's not your average Blazer. This thing hauls ass. If I get that itch to go big, I'm going big with Richard Lucas Chevrolet, and I'm going to go with the 2022 Chevy Silverado 1500. It's got the all-star four-wheel drive package with a 2.7-liter engine. Check out their entire inventory online at richardlucaschevy.com, or give them a call at 800-717-6944 and tell them Chop Sports Sturge sent you. Oh. Dodge did
0: Bolt. you see Saquon in the Matrix? Holy cow.
1: Did you see him get belted in the face?
0: Yeah, I did. And they called that a penalty. <laughs> but, but otherwise, bro, oh, man. there was one time where they threw three balls at him and he was freaking, you know, doing his uh, Keanu Reeves
1: thing. Dude. It was dope. <laughs> so, yeah, I a lot of people are saying that like, they should just do away with the whole thing completely. Why? But I, mean? think, I think that this was a perfect example of how you can have a really cool weekend.
0: Absolutely. The only thing,
1: the only change I would make, is you push this shit th- three weeks after the season. Because these seasons are over for a lot of guys. A lot of guys literally just lost the previous week, maybe even two weeks before. Yeah. Everybody's kind of like, all right, man, I gotta, I gotta fucking relax for a little bit. Let yeah. me go watch the Super Bowl. Oh, what's that? I'm in the Pro Bowl. I get to go play in a flag football game in the middle of nice weather, wherever. Yeah. Fine, I'll do it. You know, but like to do it like sandwiched in the middle, it's just like, I don't know, man. It's a lot. I think used to. Uh, it used to be after the Super Bowl. Yeah, I remember it was a week A after. Week
0: after. That's what I think is the best, and I'm just saying that just in case someone from the Super Bowl might they might want to go. Yeah, you know. It's true. I, yeah. You know they might. I get your saying they need rest, but I, I think after the Super Bowl be better. I know why they do it because they want something in between for ratings. Yeah. What is it? Uh, six seven million uh, uh, was the rating for, uh, of people who watch, which isn't bad. No. Um, it, they said it was more than. Um, what was going on at the time? can't remember they compared it to something but that but the pro bowl beat it so i'm well, in, you know i
1: think i listen a preseason football game might outdo a lot of things you know what i'm saying like yeah, i think yeah. that the football nfl just owns everything i mean I, I don't think there's a debate for that what i will say is it is 1000 percent better than the non-contact tackle game that they used to play you know what yeah. i mean like it was good when sean taylor was out there ripping people's heads off and not giving a shit about yeah life right but like yes. but now you know you, can, you can't sack the quarterback you can't rush no. the quarterback you can't do this you can't do that it's it like it. this is fine
0: the thing with dodgeball I was noticing too which which is a great idea and everything but and i know one of the reasons why they people aren't going hard in the uh pro bowl when it when it was tackles because they don't want to get injured is you know there's a lot of cutting and stuff going on all you need is one person to blow their knee
1: out i think i think once uh miles G- miles garrett broke oh, yeah. his toe or something yeah, like that. So yeah, it's like I saw that you people know are going to be up in arms about it. Like whatever. there's nothing
0: you could do. That's that's completely safe unless they're going to sit there and take a, uh, or do a spelling bee or something. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It's like, what the fuck? They're going to have to do something. But what I like about it is. <laughs> I can't even, try, I can't even begin to tell you that none of these what? motherfuckers could. <laughs> Who knows? See, this is what I'd like to see though. I'm not even kidding you. Like I, what what I like about it, you get to see their personalities. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Away from the football field, away from the locker room. And I think that's kind of cool. You know, it would be kind of cool if they did something like a talent show. I'm serious. Like maybe one of them wants to rap. Maybe one of them wants to be a a stand-up. Maybe one of them. I'd like to see something like that. That'd be fun.
1: Like almost like a rookie hazing, you know, like where you have to get up in front of the class and get judged by like Simon Cowell and shit.
0: Or have them, you know, it'd be good too. You know, who, who wants to go into announcing? You know who wants to be a commentator, and then set him up with like a, a Jim Buck right next to him, and, and then like the five or six guys that want to do it, they get in Keith, there and they try to do it. Keith is showing
1: them. his age, folks. He just called Joe Buck Jim Buck, his father. Oh, by the way, <laughs> right.
0: I, they're both gays. I, I never even listened to baseball. Well, his father didn't even do football, did he? No,
1: nah, I think he did like Cardinals baseball or yeah, something. Yeah, I don't even watch baseball. So. <laughs> you don't watch baseball? No, nah, dude, I can't stand baseball. Sorry, guys. Wow. Well, all right. Well, I I'm fucking, I mean, I'm all, anyway,
0: I'm all football. Football, I go uh NFL, college, and then probably NBA. I, I got I drifted away from the NBA a little little bit. Did you catch but. LeBron breaking the record last night? Yeah, I saw that. I saw yeah. that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Real hard to do he... when nobody plays defense. No, I'm kidding. We, you <laughs> yeah, know whatever.
0: What, you know what if you know what proves that uh that <laughs> how can I say this? You know what proves that he's better than Michael Jordan?
1: Hold on, say What?
0: is that everybody, nobody
1: had their cell phones out when Michael Jordan was <laughs> breaking any
0: records. Everybody had
1: theirs out for LeBron. Right, they all had their rotary phones, right, and the dial on their on their, uh, their friends and their family, like, you're about to see this, this is great. Oh, I mean, my you know, God. You know, kudos to him, though, no, man. That That's, I bet, mean,
0: geez. Look, it's I, no I tried to feet, see, man. I mean, Kareem played the same amount of time, 20, 20 years, so. That Sounds like that's stood, the number. That record stood for 38 years, so. That's, oh, man, that's great. So that makes you
1: think, Well, Emmett's ever be broken? I don't think so. Me neither, dude. The Me reason either. why I say no is because the longevity of the running back. I, I don't think there's going to be anybody. Like the closest thing we saw to longevity at a running back was Frank Gore, and he did climb the ranks, right? Yeah. Frank yeah. Gore did. Adrian Peterson did. They both played into their, well, into their late 30s. Um, but I don't, th- I think that's a rarity now. You're not going to yeah, see a lot on. of guys. You're not going to see a lot of guys, uh, even especially, snitting. and also it's such a pass happy league. Like, yeah, exactly. Like,
0: I would, I thought at one time Jerry Rice's would never be taken out, but now who knows, man? I mean, with with how yeah. much they're passing and everything, I mean, it's going to be hey, hard to get and to guys. The greatest, are, and Jerry guys are Ray like, is.
1: yeah, and guys are like eclipsing 1,500 yards every year, like on a quiet year. You know, Ceedee Lamb is like uh, easy. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say Ceedee Lamb. His his year this year was like. If he just does that for the next 10, you know, like, who knows? But, yeah, well, you're
0: right. Yeah, and they all, they also added an extra game, so that, that helps you yeah, too. That but did help. you see that, Jerry? This is what – people don't realize how awesome. They really don't, especially if you did not grow up watching him, okay? Jerry Rice is the greatest football player in the history of the NFL. I'm sorry, man. Just his longevity. I know this is a Cowboys podcast, people. That's oh, okay. Sorry. But I'm, I'm, It just – Dude, this mother this dude, he was catching <laughs> touchdowns at 42 years old in the NFL. Do you realize TO was out of the league by the time he was what 34?
1: Well, well, TO like, claims he could suit up right now. <laughs> so. he can,
0: But I'm just saying, <laughs> any great receiver you think of, they're they they do not even come close to forty. Not even close. This guy was catching touchdowns at 42, like legit touchdowns for Seattle. Yeah. yeah. I meant I'm sorry. There's the the only one in question to me is Larry Fitzgerald because he never had a quarterback. But those two he right Kurt, there, Kurt Warner, what for a year, two years, still <laughs> had him. Jerry Rice, <laughs> still kidding? had him. Well, who did Jerry
1: Rice have? Montana Young, who cares? <laughs> still, Montana Young, Rich Gannon.
0: I mean, that's Gannon was a was a beast right. in, yeah. in the early 2000s. All he that, had was sidearm Kurt release. Warner, who who are the quarterbacks that that Larry Fitzgerald had? I can't even. Uh, I don't even know C-
1: Kevin Cobb. friggin' Do you remember Skelting, how much? Do John, you remember? Rem- Skelton or Ske- you, whatever?
0: Whatever the hell. Do you his name remember was?
1: the compensation that that um Kevin Cobb got from the from the from the Cardinals when he yeah. got rid? Oh my God, that trade was awful.
0: Yeah, it was Kevin it was. Cobb? Holy shit! Oh yeah, he had Carson Palmer too, which was isn't that bad, but still, it doesn't compare. If he had a, if he had a if he had like a bat if he had an awesome quarterback, his whole career, most of his career. Fitzgerald may have come close to breaking rice. May have.
1: But- it, it leads you to believe, like when when guy like Tom Brady, who obviously just retired, hopefully for the last time, um, it, it leads you to believe that if he ever had a, a receiver to stick with him through his whole tenure, like how much, how many records that guy would have broke? Because it's like he made a lot of receivers. He he made your West Welkers, he made yep. the Julian Edelmans. He only had he only had Randy Moss that one year where he's just like he set records and shit. Can you imagine if Randy Moss played with Tom Brady's entire career? He would that's fucking, a good call. So, would, so
0: that's that's actually a good point. I would say that, and that he didn't win a Super Bowl. Member with Moss? No, I know.
1: I know. Lost to the Giants. Yeah, yeah. Uh
0: But um, one thing, and then I want to I want to address that, and I know. Uh, but the Fitzgerald. What I want to bring up with Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. People out there they are saying, uh, uh, I got something for you. Well, I always come down on T.O. because he dropped the ball so many goddamn times and in clutch (laughs) situations. I'm not saying he's not one of the all time greats. I'm just saying the dude dropped the ball a lot. Here's this is a crazy stat and you can look this up. Okay, this is how bad his quarterbacks were and how great he was. Larry Fitzgerald has more tackles in his tenured career than drops and he's a receiver. That's insane. That's insane. That just so shows you how awesome Larry Fitzgerald was. Now, what you're saying, though, with Tom Brady, now this is my problem with with Pollard and, 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 you know, us paying Zeke and all this kind of stuff. Belichick doesn't play that shit. And that's why they did well for so many years. When, when, when receivers or running backs or any player starts talking about me, give me all the money, he releases them or trades them. That's why they never had a receiver for a long time or a player like that, because they would get rid of him because Belichick understood where he had to invest the money in order to make a team. He didn't care about selling jerseys, even though he had Tom Brady, but even Brady for the longest was the 14th, 15th highest paid quarterback. He wasn't going, oh, I want to be paid. Blah. He wasn't doing that. And that's Can I- why he fit in the belt. That's my problem with a lot of these uh, – with, with what's going on today. Is for me, I wouldn't franchise Pollard, man. I know it sounds crazy, but I think what makes an awesome team, offensive line and defensive line. That's where I put most of my money, and you rotate in and out uh, on a lot of the other positions, man.
1: Just out of curiosity, I looked it up. Um, every quarterback who ever threw a touchdown to Larry Fitzgerald, here's the list. You're going you're gonna to die. So yeah. – Kurt Warner is obviously the last one to do it, right? He threw 39 touchdowns to Larry Fitzgerald. Right. Carson Palmer threw 28 touchdowns to him. Okay. Coming in at number uh, three is Josh McCown. Ah, He threw threw 12 to him. (laughs) Uh, John Skelton threw seven touchdowns to him. Josh Rosen threw six touchdowns to him. Josh Rosen is like now the third string quarterback of the Bears. Not the Bears. Um the Colts, I think. I don't even know. Yeah. Kyler Murray. He played with Kyler Murray. He's uh-huh. got five, right? Kyler Murray's a bitch made anyway. Um, tied with Kyler Murray at five is Matt Leiner. Oh, geez. Kevin Cobb has got five as well. We just talked about him. Uh, at four, Derek Anderson. You remember that guy? Yeah, the Browns yeah. guy. Drew Stanton threw him three touchdowns. Uh, Blaine Gabbert threw him two touchdowns. <laughs> See? This is where it gets really nitty-gritty. One touchdown. From remember this guy Sean King, remember Sean oh, King? Oh yeah, from the yeah. Um, Bucks. Yeah, well he was, a, he, was, he was a Cardinal, obviously. I, I forgot about um, that. A a individual named John Navarre threw him one touchdown. Max. Oh, Hall. you know what? I started that guy in fantasy for Shut one the game. the fuck up. I'm <laughs> um, uh, Max Hall threw him a touchdown. Max Hall, you know who Max Hall is, right? I do not. That's Danny White's nephew. Get out of here! Yeah. No shit. That's actually pretty yeah. cool. Uh, See, there's always a Cowboy spin here. Um, Brian St. Pierre threw him a touchdown. Uh, Richard Bartell threw him a touchdown, and that's it. That is the list of... Larry so Fitzgerald that's my point pass. now if you go to Jerry Rice take a look <laughs> yeah exactly I'm just
0: saying you're gonna see maybe most of it from three quarterbacks and then maybe
1: there's like two others or three others it's it. Kitna over there in Seattle at one point point. Yeah. And, that, and that's <laughs> so, not even that bad I like, love it Ki- listen I'm a big John Kitna guy so what I'm just saying you're, you're not getting a skeleton you know or a <laughs> Rosen. like it's or Sh- Sean King my god um anyway let's get into Super Bowl yeah. real quick so it's the Eagles, it's the, it's the Chiefs. We talked about it briefly last week. We kind of want to give our picks and, and figure out who's walking away with this thing. I've been back and forth. I'll start off. Okay. I've been back and forth all week, all for the last two weeks since this game got even made, right? And I'm sitting there and I'm like, it's Patrick Mahomes, right? And he's, he's hurt, he's hobbled, whatever. I'm that injury, I don't believe it. I don't <laughs> buy it to be as bad as everybody right. says it is, to be well, honest. I think
0: I, you know, I was watching your show uh, you you mentioned something where you're like yeah every time like he has a good play he's walking well and every time there's a bad one he's like limping <laughs> right? like, he's, he's like yeah. oh god yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's I'm so him.
1: true though uh, it's absolutely true yeah. he's like oh there's so much pain <laughs> like yeah I'm sure dude uh so Kermit the frog is out there playing football and he's actually all world good sometimes I feel like he doesn't even need
0: Hi, a, a, Kermit the Frog like <laughs> right, a
1: second I don't even think he needs a second leg. Yeah the the defense though of the Chiefs, their front is good, they've has some guys that could disrupt. Oh, yeah. But their secondary is kind of piss poor. Um not piss poor, but there's a lot to be left to be desired. Um I think the Eagles are a very very good football team and I think they've run over some teams in this in this journey to get here. The the road to the Super Bowl has clearly been easier for the Philadelphia Eagles. They knocked out Uh, what's his guy last week, Brock Purdy last week, they dealt with Josh Johnson after that easy game, run away with it. They played the Giants, who everybody kind of looked at the metrics and said, wait, how is this team even a fucking playoff team, right? So that's the road that the Eagles had to take. Meanwhile, Patrick Mahomes on the other side, had to take down Joe Burrow, had to just win some big games along the way. So I think the Chiefs are battle-tested in that regard. Experience factor, Chiefs. Coaching, Chiefs. Quarterback, still Chiefs. Whole team, that Eagles team is, is is good. And unfortunately for me, as a Cowboy fan, it pains me. But I think the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl. I'm obviously rooting for the Chiefs. I'm obviously rooting for Patrick Mahomes to destroy the Eagles on Sunday. But I think, I think this team is so well-rounded. They've set records on their defensive line. If Mahomes is hobbled like they said that he is, that defensive front is going to get home. Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox – you know, uh, Dominican sue all those guys. Unfortunately, I, I think that the NFC East is going to get another Super Bowl, uh and it's going to, it's going to not sit well with Cowboys nation for, for a year. Oh, geez. Okay. I don't listen. I don't like it. I was back and forth and um, I'm going to, I basically am going to wear red on Sunday at this point. That's how much I want the chiefs to win. But I just, I, I, I don't know. I got this really shitty feeling that the Eagles are going to take this thing.
0: You know, I came across the, the rivalry of the Eagles and Cowboys in the 80s. Some Facebook video popped up, and fuck do I hate that team, man. Oh I, what they did in the 80s to us and to Tom Landry and Buddy Ryan being such a fat piece of fucking shit that he was. <laughs> that guy's a fucking loser, dude. And he's been, uh, he's been dead, he's been dead long enough where I can talk about it. <laughs> I gave my game a year or two before I started talking bad, but fuck him. How how, uh, how how noble of you? Thank you. I just I can't <laughs> fucking stand that guy. Seriously. Um, but it's not you know, it, it's it, it was mostly that team and their fans do hate us and we don't like them and all that kind of stuff. But I'll be honest. I don't care anymore. And when I say that is I don't care who wins. I really don't. I'm I not don't. asking I don't you to care. care. <laughs> and I don't care if it's the Eagles because I'm tired of it. I'm tired of us. Now, you know what? If the Eagles do win, now they have two Super Bowls and they could throw that in our face. Let them throw it in our face. Let them. Piss us off. Piss that team off. We're becoming the fucking Detroit Lions. (laughs) (laughs) We're still that nice shirt at Target.
1: (laughs) We really are.
0: All right? So, I mean, you know, I, I don't really care. And I don't. And I'm being serious. Now, if the Eagles have never won, I would care. But now that they won one, I don't care anymore. Because it was fun always picking on them that they never won one. But now that they won, you know, I don't really give a shit. And I do agree with Micah Parsons. I'm one of the few that I like the NFC East winning. That I do care about. I think I care about that more than the Chiefs winning the game. Is we get another, because people always shit on our division. And we know that they were the last few years. And here we have another team representing us. I know it's not us, but it's still our division. Now, you said the Eagles rode to the Super Bowl. Now, Chiefs played the Jags. And they should have lost to the Bengals, my opinion. Um, now, as far as the the uh, to to say that you know the Giants don't didn't oh you look at them maybe they they didn't belong there why because the Eagles beat their ass no 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 I, I just beat I, Minnesota no, I, they beat some good teams during the year they beat Baltimore during the year they beat, they they beat us beat, uh, they beat Jacksonville H. we couldn't beat Jacksonville so New York belonged there they're 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 a good team and not only that you had the Eagles played in the toughest division in football hands down. And they kind of ran through it, like you said, two, three games. They there are two games they won it by, or three games, whatever it is. Um, I don't know if they played in a tougher conference, but you know the AFC ain't too far off from us from the NFC. Um, as far as the Niner game against the, uh, the uh, against the Eagles, P- Brock Purdy got knocked the fuck out. Okay, <laughs> that guy was and he was he was going to be he was going to have the worst game of his of his very small career, and that was very evident. They were going to come after him. I know that everybody wants to use the excuse, but the the Eagles pummeled them. All right. Uh-huh. I don't see the Chiefs winning this game at all. I don't. I think the Eagles are too balanced, and I think their defense is what's really going to win it for them. I don't think the Chiefs have have faced a good as. I know they, they played the Niners in the middle of the season, but from what I understand, the Niners didn't have uh, some of their starters. And all uh, that they were down, they
1: were down a lot of starters.
0: Yeah. So I meant um. This is like, they're going to get hit by a defense they haven't seen in, 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 in pretty much all season. And I don't know, man. I mean, we're forgetting. They don't even have Tyreek Hill anymore. And they're doing okay. They're doing great. But all you really have is Kelsey, right? I mean, the other that guys was my, are stepping that was,
1: up. <clears throat> that was my big thing I talked to a lot of people about. It. I said, if if they could figure Kelsey out, they got nothing else. Yeah. Nothing else that makes you go, oh, we got to, you know, like they got Kadarius Tony on the rise. Okay, cool. Like, is he going to make a break and play? He could, right? Juju Smith-Schuster, is that, is that somebody you're going to be like, oh, my God, we got to put yeah. bodies on him. You know what yeah. I mean? Marcus Vantas-Scantling, the guy gets one big 60-yard catch a game. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Like, oh, there he is. And then it's like, okay, there he goes, because that's that's really it. Yeah. So, I don't yeah, know, I think, man. That's what I mean. So, I don't think they're going to be able to keep – and look, the Eagles' offense is
0: freaking good. It's not yeah. like – and look, man, you know, they went against, regardless of who went down last – Last uh, uh, last week or two weeks ago against the Niners, they still ran through that fucking defense. Yeah, they did. I mean, look what they they did good against our defense in both games with Gardner Minshew. I mean, you know, I mean their, their their offense isn't isn't like the the match the matchup just doesn't. I don't see it, man.
1: I see the Eagles winning by double digits. I really do. I hope Chris, not. I hope it's a good Super Bowl. Chris, my partner Chris here said the same thing. He thinks double digits win. He he thinks that this is going to be a way, man, and. and I'm not sure if other people agree with that or that's a minority take, but it seems to me that a lot of people are on the Philadelphia Eagles right now, and and they think that they're well balanced enough to get themselves another Super Bowl. So, which we'll is see scary. Man. It's scary
0: that how young they are, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's and like, you know
1: what's crazy? I saw a stat or a graphic on Twitter yesterday. They they put out all the stars like side by side between the Chiefs and the Eagles, all the stars, and like where they got them from. The Chiefs. Had multiple guys from like different teams. Okay. The Eagles had AJ Brown and the rest were drafted. That's pretty damn good. Even though AJ Brown's a
0: huge acquisition, but that's that's acquisition. But
1: man, oh man, is that credit to their scouting department and everything like that? Man, because which isn't Howie, whatever. Howie Roseman, yeah. Yeah, Um, but yeah, it is what it is. We'll see what happens. It all goes down this Sunday, uh, for Super Bowl Sunday, and hopefully again. Me personally, I I know Keith don't give a shit, but I'm actually rooting for the Chiefs. Uh, I would I hate them. I, 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 I a good listen, game. I know we're like Rob Lowe right now wearing NFL hats. Like I hope they both teams have a lot of fun. Um, so, <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh but anyway, a lot of off-season stuff to get to. We'll get to it in the coming weeks. So thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Jersey Boys Podcast right here, exclusively streaming on Premiere. And of course, you can always download this podcast. Where you get your podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, all that good shit within the Chop Sports Podcast Network. So for Dave Sturch, and of course, of course, of course, Keith Ernst this has Mike been Tyson. another Mike Tyson's final. Uh, this has been another episode of the Jersey Boys Podcast. We'll see you guys next time.
0: How about them Cowboys? Yeah! Roger, he's going long down the near sideline for Drew Pearson. Pearson makes the catch at the five touchdown. What you believe
1: in? Stalbar hit Pearson on a 50-yard touchdown. Run Zeke. Up the middle. He's gone. Zeke's gone. Goodbye, Zeke. Touchdown. Short yardage pinched in. The dogs got out. The Cowboys.